0: GM, GM, uh, hola, bonjour, guten morgen, dobro la labri. That's basically the way how we do it here uh, in Europe. Uh, welcome back to a weekly episode of Origins XYZ together with me and uh, another lovely co-host with whom it wouldn't be... Uh, possible Hannah who is right now live from taxi uh, say hi Hannah once again
1: <laughs> hey and I'm saying hey to everyone in the audience hi Noah. I saw you joined I invited you up to speak love to hear where you, what you're up to I think you got lots planned over the next uh, week or so as well so yeah Hi everybody! Great to be here from live from Berlin. Exactly. Right now in a taxi.
0: <laughs> exactly. So today we have a very special guest. Guest that is going to join us uh, shortly. It's uh, the one and only Great Mando. And he, hey, now let's see that you just joined us as well uh so we're gonna start with a batch of news as always uh presented by coin telegraph some of the biggest news that happening all around the world and here in europe and soon enough we're gonna have this very special episode with our host uh mando but before we start with news uh Hannah, you asked me about barcelona uh i just pinned the tweet from uh, barcelona there was a huge event called Ease Gathering, and. Indeed, it wasn't a conference, it was more as a type of gathering for friends from uh, all the leading protocols, all the leading projects for people to uh, be in one room, uh, for people to chat about uh, what are the latest trends here uh, in the industry. I believe I really needed this type of event. It's not this messy conference, we both just came from... uh, NFT London, uh, with you, you're right now in Berlin where there is a lot of side events, but actually it was a smaller gathering for, I don't know, maybe up to 1k people where you can chat with everyone one-on-one when you can actually enjoy yourself. And I got this idea for the first time that we need more of these smaller meetups, smaller events Uh, When you can actually enjoy yourself, not just to be in the rush all the time, but enjoy yourself, connect with people. So I'm uh, really thankful for these gathering organizers, uh, Jess and the guys from uh, MakerDAO. They organized hell of an event. Uh, Happy to be there. Uh, Just literally uh, came back to Latvia, but the event was just amazing. So uh, that's the way how I wanted to start our uh, news part today
1: sounds sounds really cool i mean i know that youth gatherings are going full-on all around europe i think um at the moment so it's definitely worth checking them out and we'll pin more information as and when we get it um but i think it's great that they're focusing on sort of these smaller interactions and really getting to know and build uh relationships i think uh next block expo which is where I'm on my end, my way to right now is very different. It's very bigger. There's quite a lot of people um, expected. Um, I think around 5,000, actually. Uh, so it's a huge conference, uh, lots of different tracks, covering a whole variety of uh, things happening. And, you know, Berlin is quite a central uh, city in Europe, so a hub for people to to fly to. There's so much happening, I know, in Lisbon, in Berlin, in London, all the way, all around and uh, it's great that we're able to support what's going on. So very excited to see what happens over the next uh, few days. I think that we've got a, a link there where people can also join some of the stuff that's going on virtually as well. So please do feel free to uh, log in and uh, see what's happening. Noelle, how, how's it going with you? I think you said that you're you're planning something in Miami. I, I know Miami is coming up soon. I think quite a few people are on their way there as well
2: we are we have we have a few things first of all hi everybody um so we're doing an activation at the bag hotel um which is inside the the ritz carlton on december 1st which is super exciting um we'll be uh, releasing a thousand wallets um we'll be doing within that there's going to be an ar tokenized experience um we're going to be creating an nft marketplace so Digital Twins with some of the physical art on display. Um, And that's kind of like a a red carpet um, event on December 1st. And then it's open to the public for um, 30 days after that. Also hosting a lunch with some amazing Web3 women, uh, leading women in Web3 the same day on Nikki Beach. And then myself and our co-founder are speaking at Decentral and Web3 Summit. So it's busy. Sounds <laughs> it's like funny. a very
0: packed week for you, or even more like so many side events. That, that's what I was just telling. There are two different of conferences. One's are where you need to work day after day, and the other time where you can actually relax, enjoy yourself. I know that Hannah just uh, landed in Berlin to actually work, to attend a lot of panels, at a lot of events. I also see that our uh, guest, Mando, just joined us. I sent you... The speaker request uh, we're gonna go through some of uh, latest news in the next five to seven minutes and uh, then we'll coming back to you Manda. so don't be in a rush man
1: yeah sir so, I here? mean there's always lots going on yeah yeah can you hear me can yeah you hear me? all good so there's lots going on uh, in news-wise and uh, really intimidating to do it in front of Mando, who I listen to every day about the news. So <laughs> he's just he's just got rugged, which is great. Um, so yeah, first of, first of all, obviously, there's uh, there's some big news that I think has been missed in terms of central bank digital currencies uh, going. Uh, it, there's, a, there's a lot of developments happening there. Um, we had some, I think, five, six major banks uh, that have onboarded uh, a trial for, with the Federal Reserve uh, for a 12-week proof of concept uh, for to trial really central bank digital currencies um, and see how feasible they are. So planning a whole interoperable network um, with digital money and commercial bank digital money on a shared distributed ledger. So we've got people like Citibank, HSBC, MasterCard. I mean, this is really big. Wells Fargo, they're all participating in this pilot by issuing tokens and and focusing on settling transactions. And that's going to be, I think, quite fundamental in terms of deploying uh, the next phase of uh, fintech really uh And the fact that all of these banks are onboarding to trial this uh, speaks volumes about where the space is going. Uh, We just saw yesterday that JP Morgan have issued um, a patent for their cryptocurrency um, trials as well. So there's so much going on in terms of the more institutional side of crypto. And uh, even though everything looks really bad right now and everything's really down, uh it's it's just indicates that this is the direction that everyone's going and yes FTX has put back everything and plus uh, everything else that's going on um you know around FTX uh has put the clock back i think months if not years and it's very frustrating but ultimately i think there is one direction that everyone's heading to here and so from the institutional side especially I, I think i mentioned last week at token there were so many banks there being represented and uh even just listening to what's going on so everyone's kind of preparing uh for this regulation and the fact that they are doing this uh, trial the fact that joe biden has put this whole uh crypto uh currency um invest you know paper together to really look into this in more detail is just indicative of of where we're going. So I I would say that, you know, obviously we don't tell we don't advise people on their investment plans at all. Um, but, you know, people are are all I I think you've always got the naysayers here who are now saying that crypto is is dead and, you know, it's out. I, I think we're far from it. I think we can see the number of Projects that are being built, and I'm not just talking about NFT projects here, I'm talking about projects in every single sector that are being built on the blockchain. And the fact is that we need these financial tools uh, to navigate this. And uh, the fact is that governments, even I saw an article uh, just uh, yesterday that uh, in the UK they're looking at issuing bonds through the digital sector as well so that looking i know israel ha, are, are doing that as well now so we've got government institutions that are looking at issuing financial instruments through digital currencies and there's lots of mixed reactions to this about you know human rights and how much they will know or how little they know about our spending patterns and there's lots of discussions to be had but we have got organizations like i know the uh, all parliamentary party the appg for uh, crypto and blockchain, just met last week in parliament to discuss um, laws and regulation around cryptocurrency, around blockchain. Uh, there, was been, uh, there was a call that I mentioned two weeks ago about NFTs. Um, I know that there's been discussions similarly in Washington where they really are consulting with users, with builders, with creators to try and not uh, cripple what's happening but also bring in the right regulation so hopefully this will bode positively as we've seen so many disasters with the central uh, exchanges and you know this this hopefully is what we need which is uh, a sort of more regulated decentralized uh, finance as- aspect so that's really I, I think that that piece of news was really interesting uh, to me and in the same vein We had uh, another thing that was missed because it was more UK specific, but very, very indicative and important is that the University of Edinburgh and um, Input Output Global, IOG, which is actually the builder of the Cardano network, this is really interesting. They've teamed up to create a blockchain decentralization index, uh, which is Fascinating. They're going to use a research-based methodology developed at the university to index uh, what's happening in in DeFi using decentralizing metrics, and uh, I think, in my experience, this is really again helping to prepare for regulation and provide tools that the institutional finance sector needs. So there's a lot of building and a lot, I would say, of preparation to get ready for this onboarding of a more regulated decentralized finance sector. Um, and uh, just following the news here and the pattern that's going on in Europe, uh, I know that I think the L- London wants to very much be seen as a crypto hub, but the same in Europe um, and around the world. And there's a there's a kind of scrambling I see from governments to try and on board in a safe way and, and not uh, be left out of this mass uh, adoption that seems to be very near. So exciting stuff in the news. And, it's definitely and
0: excited. It's yeah. definitely yeah. exciting. Taking take into account that crypto and the whole web 3 space has been always extremely risky, extremely volatile. And right now with uh, all this recent news about one project after another, potentially filling for the bankruptcy, you need to understand that perhaps it is the best time to take a step back to revise your investment thesis, to revise your overall thesis about the space. And I do believe that the best way to do so is to do with people uh, who you trust, people uh, who actually understand this space. And uh, that is how slowly but steadily I'm moving to The super guest uh, of our today's episode, I'm talking about uh, the one and only great
3: Mando. Uh, Hey, Mando, you can hear us? All good? Hey, how are you? Sorry, I was having some connection issues. I've had to come outside to do the interview, but um, hopefully you can still hear me.
2: It's okay, Mando. It's
1: okay, Mando. I'm in a taxi that I've just landed on the airport. So we're doing this on the go. (laughs) It's fine. The beauty of live... uh, That's the beauty of Web3 space.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I I wanted
1: to say that I wanted to say, Nikki, that it's really cool having Mando here because when I first um, sort of onboarded into the space and I was learning a lot about the Web3 community and the finance community, it also just uh, recently opened a hedge fund. Mando was really uh, a, a real teacher for me in terms of having uh, his regular Rug Radio show. And I used to tune in daily, still do, actually, to hear his very common sense approach to um, to what's happening in the space. Um, and here we are, I would say, a year later after meeting you, Mando, I remember very clearly meeting you actually in Sotheby's in London um hosting our own rug radio show and obviously grown uh, tremendously now working full time in web3 so it's really an honor to host you um and and it's really i think uh, indicative of what's happening in web3 how fast it how fast the space grows and what a um you know what an influence you've had not just on me but on so many so thank you for all that you've done Onboarding people into the space, it's really uh, huge.
3: Look, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing you guys have your own show now. Um, I remember mean, you, you mentioned it to me a couple a couple of months ago, but I think onboarding is one of the, the funnest.
1: Ah, we're, we're losing you, Amanda.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems I like. Think you're can you hear me or not we're, yeah we just lost yeah we're
1: like losing. Yeah, yeah we can hear you now
3: people just yeah people were saying like do you not is it not too much i was like it's actually the one of the funnest things to possibly do like doing a daily show which we do and you, you obviously do it um do something similar is i know it's one of the things i look forward to each day like it's much more fun than writing a newsletter um it's just like having an open conversation with people um it doesn't have to just be an echo chamber as well like you can get in Lots of cool guests, which we have done, and you get to meet some amazing people. So, it's not really that much of a job for me. I just find this is so natural as to what I'd be doing anyway. Um, and it's yeah, I, it's weird. It's very very strange because when you then get to meet people in real life, they'll obviously have this <laughs> this weird impression or or like they have preconceived notions of like who you are and they know a lot about you. And um, but it's uh, it's definitely been one of the one of the best and, and most enjoyable things I've done since I, I came into this space.
0: And basically, what you just mentioned is uh, you speaking with people, you being connected with people on a daily basis, which you have been succeeding tremendously together with OSF, together with Farouk. This time, we want to turn it uh, in a completely different way. We want not you to introduce someone, not you to ask those questions, but actually you uh, sit uh, in this place of a guest and uh enjoy this interview because i know that you're not giving that much interviews not that many people ask you about your journey about your origins about your vision about the space you're just sharing it on a daily basis and that's basically what we want to do together with hannah not that long ago uh precisely three weeks ago i had uh osf on uh, my podcast win three it was specifically on the third day of uh Rack Show, the one that we all attended, the one where we all partied during NFT London. You couldn't come uh, because it was a big week for you and for all of your family. But I want to start this, uh, today's episode with the same question I asked OSF back then. Are NFTs dead or we're still alive? We're still
3: getting care? Are NFTs dead is the question?
0: Exactly.
3: Uh, No, not at all. Not at all. I think some of the um, the hype has obviously died down, but I, it, it's a strange um, technology here because you know e- everyone always says you know, you've got to be in it for the tech, but there is just such an incredible piece of technology here, which is unique ownership of things on a blockchain. And I never really got into, um, I never really bought Bitcoin before. I'd never really got um, got a lot of crypto before NFTs because. To me the sa- the same with um, the value proposition was the same for a lot of them it was it was this is valuable because we all think it's valuable right that's how b- Bitcoin is valuable right it-, it has the concept that the only value is what we bestow upon it um, in- we can't For like, it's very easy for people to reject that, uh, because, you know, I, I might not both agree that that's valuable and you're just telling me this is valuable, this doesn't make it valuable, but, but when I found out about NFTs, and that gives you unique ownership I mean, that changes that changed provenance, and that, that's already been a big issue in collectibles, like, but that is a, an issue across every single industry you can think of, um, that is the basis of capitalism. If I'm honest, like unique ownership of, of goods, goods, services, products, ju- ju-
0: ju- just a second. Production. It, it seems called, like,
3: like that can revolutionize the whole world. So when I found out about NFTs, I was like, Mando, we can't, can't hear
1: that. you, probably. <laughs> don't know if you he can hear us. It, <laughs> He's like,
3: which a lot of with Mando, that,
0: can you hear and, us actually? Like, digital
3: art <laughs> moved very quickly into this space and got very high valuations. <laughs> and I don't know, digital identity moved into this space and had. Like wild valuations, people sometimes didn't agree with. Some people have rejected that straight away, but what you're increasingly going to be left with is the idea that this technology is about to revolutionize hundreds of businesses. it's going to revolutionize the world. So, I,
1: oh, um, man, they can't hear us. I've listened to enough spaces where he, dark. Dark. <laughs> he keeps getting <laughs> rubbed, <laughs> but I do feel like this and, uh, is it seems like again. don't take him
0: should they take him off? I can hear you properly. I just, Should they take him off and just add as, him once again? Yeah, you know,
3: it might not be as sexy, it might not be as, like, headline-grabbing. And you're going to see hundreds of amazing people talking. This, this Hannah, can you, can you hear me? And there will still be some of the really, really cool this headline Okay, well.
1: the beauty of life. Mando, stop speaking, because we can't hear you. I don't know if you can hear us, but...
0: Oh. Ma- Hannah, can you hear me?
1: I can hear you. There's a problem with this mic on.
0: This is going crazy. I'm going to take <laughs> off Mando so that he can add to the space himself once again. Space is... I just removed Mando from the stage, and he should join us shortly. Hannah, can you hear us as well?
1: Yeah, can you hear me now? My, my, my yes. the spaces wouldn't let me put my mic on. I think yes. Mando like run the spaces, <laughs> which is which is true Mando style because every most spaces I hear him on, he has technical issues. Even though he is an expert in Web three, um, he always seems to have tech issues. I gotta go over and sort out. Did that Mando, work or not? Are you there? Oh my it god. It works, now. you were, You literally were talking for about 10 minutes nonstop and no one could hear a word you were saying, which is like, sorry to say, True Mando style.
3: <laughs> oh my god.
1: Did How that actually your... just happen? <laughs> yeah, that actually happened. I was trying to talk over you and my mic wasn't working, so it was a total disaster. And I'm sure you spoke very uh, well.
3: The question was, that uh, and... NFTs dead? <laughs> uh, my thought. <laughs> The answer, the answer no. was no. I just think they're going to be very, <laughs> very different to the um, to the initial entities that we saw. Like we're just going to see masses and masses of people brought in to to use this technology, um, and it's not going to be about monkey JPEGs or or art. Even it's going to be about um, just massive, massive industries coming to, onto this space. Uh, and so yeah, I don't think it's going to be dead. I just think it's going to feel quite different. I think for the for the next few months because I think the hype. Which was digital identity is probably is probably going to die down slightly.
1: It's it's funny that you talk about digital identity because I was just in a, a conference about that and there's huge stuff going on uh, uh, about digital identity from government perspectives and and United Nations are getting involved in all sorts of things. But before we go there. Can we take a step back, Mandy, because I think it will be really interesting to hear about your journey um, before we get some mouth on where you think uh, NFTs are going. I know that you do, uh, you know, deep dive reports every week into the NFT space, which gives you a lot of knowledge and inside information and a good, I would say, overview of what's happening. And you were saying that, you know, it doesn't feel like work because you love what you do so much, which is obviously the best job in the world to have. But... How did you get here? Like, what's your journey? I know that you've got, you know, a really interesting uh, journey to get to the point where you're at. So could you give us, like, a sort of very brief background as, as to how you got into Web3 and what you were doing before then and where you see yourself going as well?
3: Yeah, so uh, I originally was a, a trader um, at a, uh, various different investment banks. Um, and we used to trade, me and, and OSF at the time, Used to trade basically companies on the on the brink of bankruptcy or or like uh, in some sort of financial distress. It, uh, I've I've come since the, think of it almost like trad fi shitcoins. Like we traded companies that weren't doing so well. They were very illiquid, um, and we would trade the like their debt. So I had a history in trading like very illiquid assets, um, kind of similar to collectibles, where you you never really know. Um, there's a lot of risk in terms, in terms of buying and selling things. You never really know if you're ever going to get out of anything. You can hold things to zero. Things can collapse very quickly. It was it was just kind of our background. Um, so I, I did that for ten years, and then on the side, in 2020, I um, kind of just after COVID hit, I was thinking, right, I think inflation's about to go crazy. Like inflation, I just, I just could see that the way that it was being dealt with that, that it was going to go crazy. So I started it started collecting a lot of um, wine and art at that time. And I'd been collecting art for a bit before that, but I really, really decided to go all in around that time. And then towards the end of 2020, just kind of stumbled ac- uh, upon crypto art. I saw um, I was following people at the time um, who was a digital artist and. I saw he was doing a nifty gateway drop and I started started slowly to be red pill, red pilled around that like December time of 2020. And from that point on, I, I just knew it was going to be absolutely massive. Like I already knew the provenance issues that happened in art were, were quite prevalent and in wine. And this whole concept of, of unique ownership of something I, I could just see was about to you know change the world. So um, I, I kind of, Put all the money that I was going to invest into into art straight into digital art at that time um, and it was just right time right place I got very very lucky on the timing um, I managed to pick up on that probably a couple of months or a month and a half before it just went parabolic so I, I think I bought about 15 one of ones on super rare in that in that January and um, or like early February and then by by late february maybe early march everything had just it just done a 10 15x it just gone absolutely crazy um and originally those investments were meant to be for about five years so like i kind of just thought i'll do this on the side i thought this was a great investment but I, i thought i'd do it on the side and then when it started to go so crazy i was like right i need to spend some more time on this so I really started... What was your first thought,
0: actually, when you started doing this 10x, 15x? What was your first thought that, wow, I'm good enough in it, or you actually realize that there is some kind of uh, boom happening right now that is unsustainable? So what was your first uh, definition of this uh, life-changing returns
3: or whatsoever? So it was. A, it's a strange time, and it still is a bit of a strange time in digital collectibles, but at that time in particular, like there was a lot of talk about this was about to be massive, but no one really knew where to spend their money. Um, it was almost like a ton of people were trying to work out what was going to have value. And so at the time, let's say January of 2021, you had a few different investments you could make. You could invest in Nifty Gateway, which was, which was just going absolutely insane at the time. Um, you could invest in one of ones on Super Rare or... Let's say Maker 's Place or um, a couple of other one of one marketplaces, or you could buy things like hash masks, which were going mental around that time, or you could buy punks and I never really got punks at the start, um, and I very nearly bought hash masks and decided not to, but Nifty Gateway I, I just I could tell like the the infinite supply model was just it was always going to collapse it was it was it, like they were doing open editions at the time which was just like you know just crazy crazy um, crazy crazy model for, for a collect from a collecting standpoint and I knew that from the like the traditional art sense that it was just best to stick to, to one of one art rather than even prints. so um I just decided that, that was going to be big and when it started going mental like it it was not expected Um and I did take profits like uh, I think I think I sold a I bought a hackathile piece um, in maybe February, very early February, for I think it was fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, which is quite a lot of the time. like you were breaking records each time you bought stuff at that time, but I, I think I bought ten to fifteen pieces all around that sort of level, and then by early March, I sold it for, for like two hundred and forty thousand that That was just like incredible. I couldn't even believe that because when you invest in normal art. You're waiting, you know, 10, 15 years. Like maybe a contemporary artist might go to a to a gallery and things go crazy, but not not in a month. So I did realize from a tr- my trading background that this was this this would just gone parabolic. And I didn't I wanted to make sure I didn't miss out at least on covering my initial investment. So I basically covered my initial investment with that sale. And then um, but just like was raised a focus on like, right, this is gonna be big i still reinvested some of that into one of one art but then then when board apes started happening and, and some of the other collectibles I, I guess i was earlier i think than some to pick up on that that was going to be a big trend um i think a lot of people rejected that initially like even when board apes came out and even when CryptoPunks were getting big like people people just didn't really love it because it was mainly art back then like the, the nft twitter community was all all about art and Supporting artists, so when you saw this kind of fiver art or basic concepts or like I don't know, pixel art, even like a lot of people would like you know this isn't this isn't real art. Um, but I, I kind of got I was lucky in that I could see that that was going to be a big thing, and then I just timed a lot of this stuff. Luckily, that's all I can say: right time, right place. Like uh, I realized that that was going to be a big concept, and went very big into that in like July very very big into board apes around that time and a few other different collections and then that that did another 10x um so it was it was really just about catching those trends early on which i think we will still see, like people will be able to still catch those those big trends going forward but um i think i just was able to capitalize on it just because my background my background was in trading and knowing how to to like risk reward stuff so i just had the right skill set maybe as well
0: so talking about
3: trends, you mentioned
0: that you were at the right time, uh, the right place. What is the right time right now? What are some of the things that you're looking at? You already mentioned that all those PFPs, all those uh, art pieces that might have been relevant like a year ago during this boom. Like Just remember this January, February when you went over. I'm still telling everyone the stories that was laid for my uh, New Year party with my family just because I was uh, buying some of NFTs that were already like above two or three E's uh, just to realize that the next morning when I woke up it was already double uh, on them so it was just a crazy time right now obviously we have completely def- different sentiment in the Web3, specifically in NFT space. People are looking for more utility-based projects. People are looking for community-driven projects where you have some rights, where you actually can have some value in real life, in the traditional world. What is your thesis around NFTs uh, for year 2023? What are you looking for uh, in the upcoming
3: NFT projects? So I still think you can be early to a lot of different big brands moving into this space. So um, I got some flack the other week, just like I went quite big into Reddit NFTs. Um, and I would be looking at things like Instagram NFTs right now as well. Like I, whenever something is very early with a very, very big community, and I'll be looking at it for the gaming communities as well. And, you know, if GTA ever moves into this space or if you start to see bigger offerings from, from um, like big, big gaming brands, Getting the first of some of those big movements into this space, I think, can be can be very, very smart investments. So, I'll um, I'll always go big when I when I see something like that. Um, I also think that we're probably going to be in a world where I don't know how easy it's going to be for another 10k profile picture community to like ever really replicate what's already happened before. Like, I think we're probably going to be in a world. Where the majority of what we've seen from the independent profile picture communities has, has potentially already happened. Like we, we probably know the biggest players now for the next for the next few years. Um, so if you're a long-term holder, I do think now's not a bad time. Like you can work out what is gonna be um, what is gonna be there probably in the next five to ten years. And I think I do think prices are starting to get slightly depressed. Now, if you take a step back I do think when I first started investing in here we were in a very low rate environment and now we're in a very high rate environment and there are no more get rich quick schemes really in a high rate environment all the all sort of stuff that you heard about where people made you know 10x in a month or 100x in a, in a year or stuff like this crazy stuff that doesn't really happen when, when interest rates are at like 4 or 5% startups don't really make a lot of them don't make any sense um you see you can see a big implosion in, in that sort of world the idea that people just like yolo into a bunch of commercial property and w- with high leverage that won't make sense anymore um a lot of tech won't make, make sense anymore and i, I just think you got to people have got to ref- think slightly longer term just because on a macro level we're not in the world anymore where things just did 10 100x in, in the space of like one two months but i do think there are a lot of get rich flow Things going on, like, and it's not slow. Like, I do think you can get two, three x investments here in in, in a lot of different NFT communities. But um, I do think we do as a as a as an industry and as a I don't know an investing world will probably will all have to change our kind of mindset about how how returns will look. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm still a big believer in, in that. You know, buying blue chip pro, uh, projects, which I think are going to be Face of of uh, this this bit of the NFT market for the, for the next few years. I I do think that they will go higher for sure. I
1: think, I absolutely. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Go on. Sorry. Sorry. I, I I thank you so much. That's a really clear uh, summary, and it was really interesting to hear how. I know you you said luck does play a part, and it does. Like you were in the right place at the right time, and your background definitely helped. Um, I would say like trading distressed assets is like a perfect background for nft trading but um it wasn't just that there's obviously a combination of skill and knowledge and uh, i know that you personally i know that you spend hours and hours researching before you invest which i think is a, a crucial part which often people even though they're parting with loads of money just don't bother to do their own research which i i think you you definitely do. But I wanted to ask you, you've shared a lot of successes uh, of your journey and being in the right place at the right time. And I didn't know that you were interested in wine as well. That's a new one for me uh, as well as art. But um, what about some challenges or, or you know, did you have any sort of hairy moments or stuff that went wrong? Uh, because we're all human. And it, it, I think, you know, obviously we learn from those um, situations as well. So. Could you share like some of your challenges or hairy maintenance in this journey i'm sure sure there's been a few
3: oh yeah, like you don't you don't go from trading an asset class is volatile and this a liquid to not having some absolute like stinkers um, i think I think in general like i uh when I have a thesis on something i'll probably hold it a little bit too long um in general, like we did take some some profits when stuff went parabolic, but we probably should have taken more. I also think that I what I've noticed is that a lot of people get into crypto. And I got into crypto, like I just said, I didn't really believe in Bitcoin or Dogecoin before all of this happened. Like I saw NFTs as the commercial use case of blockchain technology. And I felt like that was going to be huge. And I knew that from my own back my own background. Um and yet a lot of people get into crypto and they suddenly become like crypto traders of the coins as well i'll often get into a bunch of different like altcoins, coins and uh, that's where i feel like i've gotten i've gotten like my my worst trades of the last two years have been trying to trade something where i just have, feel i have no skill like i have no edge on um so often i'll i'll put some money into some coin or even into eth like I, I don't know why i feel like i have any sort of concept of what the value of eth should be or why i have any edge on that um mm-hmm. But I do think I have an edge on things like what what communities are active each day. Like I do think I like the NFT market is is imperfect in a way that you can have an edge if you're spending each day in it. Like you can work out what is going to be valuable in a way that you're never going to be a macro hedge fund who knows like or or crypto hedge fund that's going to know like what the coins are which coins are going to be valuable and which will pump and which which won't so i think focus on where you're really going to have an edge um refine that like i have i really have a lot of concentration in my position so when i get wrecked i I get particularly wrecked. luckily i haven't been that wrecked in too many nfts but um whenever i thought that i'll you know i'll own a bunch of different of of you know 10 to 15 of 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 different collections that's when i've also um failed like I, uh, not appreciating that diversification wasn't going to work out i think in in NFTs is where i've I've seen a little bit of pain um ninety nine percent of stuff is going to zero, so you really just have to stick to the, a very 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 small band of stuff that's that's going to be valuable medium to long term
0: and actually, I have a very specific question, and I appreciate you saying that majority of this stuff, if I'm not like nine out of ten projects are going to zero. Mainly to the fact that people are greedy in the nature, uh, people don't know when to sell. people think that everything's gonna rise all the time. and majority of those projects that are right now in the space are for money, not for the sake of growing the space, not for the sake of developing community, but just getting the money, entering for the sake of uh, just being there, being afraid to lose this wave. The question I have for you, since you were previously successful both in trading, in uh, long-term holding, in investment, what is your strategy of exiting all these projects that are arising during the VAT3 hype, uh, during the NFT uh, bull run that we have, for example, in uh, January, February? You said that you're you coming from this banking environment. You have very strict and very well-managed Uh, risk management system. So I assume that there is specific tips and tricks that you can uh, share with a general audience uh, just to better understand when is the right time to exit the project and how should you manage uh, your digital assets when it comes to NFTs.
3: So interestingly, I would say that um, the way that I invest actually I'm not in it for the pump. I I, gem, I generally um, I try to get into stuff for, for like the long term. I guess when I've when I've we we get very very tight on exiting stuff is when um, is when the thesis has changed and we just we still hold it on the way down, waiting for a pump to exit. Like we I I, I, I see that as like one of the main things that people have done. Like they'll they'll own something and then. Um, they know it's really not going to make it and they're like right I'll sell it in the next pump um, and that's that's been we, we've we made some mistakes there before and we've been pretty brutal about doing that before so like we don't mind holding on to our winners for a while like we will take profits so that we at least cover our initial investment a lot of the time and we'll make sure that um, we normally keep like a high watermark on like what we want to keep as a, a as liquid amount in the fund at any one time um, but uh, the, 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 main, the main thing I would say in terms of selling is when, when the thesis has changed or when you feel as though you're just waiting for that pump to exit just sell. Don't wait for that pump to exit because it won't happen <laughs> um, and I think that's, that's what a lot of people got wrecked on just like waiting for the NF, that NFT market of that second or third tier profile picture which they know like the community wasn't really there anymore or like, it was, probably wasn't going to make it like, they just held on because they thought huddle and that's just that just wasn't the right move.
1: That is uh, that is great advice and I uh, I feel that pain as I know many listeners time? do. Oh, the driver's uh, screaming at someone. <laughs> uh, as I said I pulled in a taxi in Berlin but Mando wanted to ask you something else. I know that you've recently become a girl daddy. Um and uh I'm sure that Whoa! I know that that's brought you a lot of joy. Um how's that affected stuff but first, first of all being the dad of a girl um meaning like i know that this sector uh i'm doing a lot of work um and and have met many amazing women in the sector who are literally trailblazing through, through web3 um which is quite predominantly um male orientated but just being a girl dad like has your has it changed um you know perceptions of stuff for you or not what what's thinking about her future as well and what you're doing long term like how does it just feel being a girl dad just from a personal level and also like work-life balance like being being a parent in a in a world that is pretty much 24 7 like how do you manage that as well
3: yeah look i'd be lying if i said i i don't notice that sort of stuff more like i do notice like some of these um Maybe it's just subconsciously, like I, I pick up on it more um, when I see, like, maybe an injustice, or I feel like people aren't being represented properly. So, like, I have picked up on it way more than I, than I think I was picking up on it before. But that's been going on, I think, for the last few months. Sorry, I was just getting a phone call. Ever since I knew I was going to, you know, um, have a girl, but I, um, I look what I've noticed is that NFTs have a bit of a, a strange situation in that a lot of the a lot of the artists actually um, are women but a lot of the people from the tech background are, are, are less so um, which which in some ways like a good amount of, of representation in some some areas and there's bad in, in other areas and I think you can do a lot to to improve that um, in terms of being a, a, like a, a dad I've, I've actually loved it like it is a lot of work um, and for the first like week two weeks of Of doing them both, um, it was a little bit difficult. I think I still did the rug radio show uh, just because I found it actually easier to catch up with stuff doing the rug radio show uh, rather than just kind of uh, letting it be. But, um, and I think I feel like weirdly it has affected, it does change my risk tolerance. Um, Like some of the degenerate stuff I was doing before, I sometimes think twice about a little bit more now. Um, Maybe maybe that will change the time
1: that that's that is uh pretty amazing actually because i i I've, I've seen that as well i think being a parent just does change your perception just subconsciously completely um so it is uh it is an interesting um dynamic and and is life changing but also in terms of your your work life balance and being having to be on um so much like how do you manage that are there any tricks that you you know i know a lot of people say they have this routine every morning where they do this you know they have their uh, water and workout and like are you disciplined with that or are you just go with the flow and like how do you manage the work-life balance being because you do so much i mean um, like so many projects that you're running
3: yeah so no i'm not i'm not that disciplined i have to admit like we just run too many um too many different things at the moment like I, I i would i would like to say i stay healthy and um but my background like my background is coming from working like 16 hour work days like um particularly during like 2020 um I, you know I, I get home from work and look into a lot of different companies and then i go to bed and then I wake up and re- rinse repeat and you do that with only two weeks real of real holidays here. So, like, my background is from a very, very high intensity work environment, and the way that I work now, I love my job. Like, I absolutely love doing it. Um, I, you know, I have a lot more freedom and where I can work and which hours I can work. And there's, in many ways, there's like just a lot more flexibility built in, even with um, having a having a having a kid. So, um, I work. I do work very hard i'm not going to sit here and you know espouse these sort of um these 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 you know, healthy living sort of ideas like i do think i work hard i do live a healthy life but um i i enjoy what i do infinitely more than what i used to do um because i just have real passion for for what the the actual end product is a lot of the time
1: I think that's so important. Having passion for a pro- for what you do shines through and just makes it much easier, but also makes makes you much more successful. I have like one more question for you before I pass on to Nikki. Um, I wanted to ask you about sort of your monetization strategies uh, for what you're doing because, you know, there are there is I I I feel this sort of. A dichotomy in web three between successful projects and also sort of you know uh people shilling their own projects and, and then people looking down on people for making money or you know i, I remember there was something about Rug radio at some point charging and you're like look guys like we we're, we're doing a service and we have to make money uh like how do you manage that like you know str- the straddling bet- straddling between Uh, having to be successful and earn money and being proud to do that uh, earning revenue at the same time as keeping communities happy and and how do we how do we navigate that going forward because I think we're going to see a lot more of that in terms of more corporates coming into the space and there is going to be a, a, a sort of revenue focus and yeah a lot of the dgens and sort of close community tend to in a way, look look down on that, or do you agree? Like, have you felt? Have you ever had that to navigate? And how do you navigate that the monetization aspect and revenue generation uh, for projects?
3: Yeah, so it, it, is, it is incredibly delicate. It's a very good question. Um, what I would say, I and mean, me and Ovi talk about this a lot, is that what people have got annoyed about is that the project owners. Um, Take the value right like they've created it and to a large extent the value is a co-creation between themselves and the community that gets formed or um with many many projects um and then suddenly the revenue stream either becomes extractive of the community itself or it becomes just a revenue stream for just the kind of the, the the owners themselves and um that's something that we've we looked at a lot so like and with we are we make sure it's not really an issue for any of our businesses so for rug radio all the sponsorship every single bit of sponsorship that we get either goes to the rug dow or it gets used to buy the floor of rug, rug radio um and that's been a very you know that's been a like a game changer of a model like we make sure that the value in some way goes back to the Goes, goes back to the community. Now, right now, that's 100%. In the future, that might shift, right? Like 100% is literally all the funds are used to, to, to move back in. And we do that show every single day. So maybe there's a, a uh, way in the future. I mean, technically, I think you'll, you'll probably know this as well, like Rug Radio, 15% has to go to the DAO, 85% is kept by the actual show hosts. Um, so we just decided as show hosts to do this. Um, but I think there might there might be changes to that going forward. But I think there's you just got to find that balance between how can you make sure your community benefits from the revenue streams that you are creating, um, and it still rewards you as as the person who can help o- originate those revenue streams. So for Rug Radio uh, right now we've we've, got, we've tilted fully to making sure that the community is um, protected, and we did that because we wanted to make sure that the you know the floor price had gone down too much and. We wanted to kickstart this whole um, thing, and it really has kickstarted it. For RecGuy, we're thinking very, very similarly. So there will be announcements about this, I'm sure, going forward, but, and I don't want to pre- pre-announce stuff, but anything that we do with RecGuy, we will make sure that Guy holders essentially benefit from it. Um, and there will be, we, we're not going to make it so it's extractive in any way. We do, we've never, RecGuy was not a paid mint, and we have not done payment since for Rat Guy. Um, but we will make sure that um, a- any sort of value that is that is accrued to that brand, we're going to make sure that the community have benefits from that, either from buybacks or from a, a pool of funds. Or just, like we're going to make sure that that happens. Um, and part of that is that we're not going to we're probably not going to be doing any sort of raise. Like when you start taking on outside money, that's often where you know, it, it all falls apart, like for better, or for worse, when Doodles or Azuki or Bored Apes or Cool Cats or Proof raise money, they can't just say, hey, actually, we're going to give all our money back to the to the, the holders. Like, it just doesn't work. Like, there's a fiduciary responsibility from their equity investors and even from people who take the money to make sure that their equity holders are are um, are compensated. So they can't just give money away back to the community. So our, our model there is that when we're ever trying to build a brand or a community, we, we're probably not going to take that external capital, um, until, or it, yeah, that's probably the only way you can probably do it. So it'll probably be a slower build, but it'll be a community which we think will be rewarded more for the wins that we make together. And in some ways, I think that's, that's a, that's a far better long-term model. Um, I think a, a lot of these, a lot of these equity rounds, for projects you 've seen unless they 're going to build out a, like a big product like a metaverse like uh, other side for example if it 's just to you know if it 's just to raise um, and then the community becomes basically the 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 consumers of the products that then get produced they're they 're paradoxical like the the whole equity just the valuation just falls apart um, when uh, like raising at a hundred million dollar valuation or a $1 billion valuation, it, it basically destroys all the value itself because suddenly the whole model of which these communities have been built gets, gets ruined. So we're going to make sure that that is, that is something that that, that, gets, that our holders benefit from, yeah.
1: I think that is the best, best pitch I've ever heard for any NFT project. And anyone who's listening, if you don't go now and get wrecked, guys, Gens and Rug Radio, you know, I think that's like crazy because it, I, I think you've summarized the perfect sort of encapsulation of how to design a, a really effective uh, web three community and project and I think to summarize is it, it's just about being honest loyal and transparent to what you're doing and the fact is that you haven't really taken in equity which is a big deal and obviously you were lucky enough to be able to do that not all projects can but it, it, you've given some really good indicators of what to look for when investing and when when buying into projects. And I know personally, just to to, to really verify this, that I was actually at an event, a rec guy event, and um, OSF was so uh, loyal that he 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 didn't let some very big people in because he said no, I have to prioritize the rec guy holders coming in first. To this event, and we actually, you know, we're in quite sticky situations. But your loyalty are with your users, and I think that is testament to to your success. And I'm sure it's and going I tell to be you more. fundamental. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's definitely a win-win. uh What Manda just explained uh through RAG guys projects, through RAG radio project, you're putting people community in the center of your project. You're not putting your personal interest but interest of masses i have uh, chatted for hours with guys who had like uh, only one rec guy nft for example at the party in london that we're talking about so they're not whales they're not like some big influencers ogs or whatsoever but they're true members of community who were at this party who had the chance to uh, hang out with uh, founders, with uh, some other big OGs. So, I absolutely appreciate uh, what Mando, together with OSF, Rook are doing uh, at all these projects. I absolutely respect what Hannah uh, just mentioned about uh, building for people and putting community in the middle. I have just pinned another tweet. Uh, I know that uh, Mando just recently started uh, his Rec uh, Radio show as well. Uh, on Rag Radio, I know that your episode number two is launching tomorrow. So you are also starting uh, Rag Radio journey from a completely different uh, side. It's not daily shows right now, it's going to be weekly shows. So I would love to finish out today's episode because I know that you have uh, uh, GM and NFT in half an hour. I would like to uh, end it up uh, with what comes next for Mondo. Uh, What are your next steps uh, when ending up 2022 strong or uh, entering 2023 where people can meet you? I know that you are going with the whole uh, Rag Radio team together to Miami. I know that uh, Project Art Basel, Project Basel is happening there. So give us some, uh, perhaps even alpha, uh, some insights on what comes next for you specifically and uh,
3: projects associated with you. Yeah, look, I think Rug Radio we're going to have a lot of fun with. We're probably going to we're going to next year go to a bunch of different cities with the, with the show as well. And um, I think that the Daily Show is going to continue as it is. Uh, but I think the the Wrecked Radio show, I think we're going to have a lot. Like uh, Keyboard Monkey was the co host. I think our idea there was just to interview a bunch of different risk takers in every single industry, and I think we can we can build a really fun show there. So that's going to be um, every single week for us. So radios really is going to continue as it is I, I imagine for us Wreck um, guy um, there will be some some announcements I think Ovi's Ovi's got some some um, big plans um, in terms of taking that, that brand forward in, di- in different ways we do think like the whole Wreck guy or rec concept is something that can appeal to enough a number of different things um, and we're being slow like there's a lot of different people who kind of want to Use the brand, and we're just we're just being a bit delicate about how we actually push it forward. But um, we do think that that that's a community that we're going to continue to be in day in day out, and it's um yeah, it's going to be a, a slow but very fun build. So come join that community; it's a great place to be on, on, on a daily basis. And then um, with Dgens, we we have the upcoming drop with Alien Queen, which is going to be a free mint for for anyone who owns a Dgens Access Pass. Um, we've been working on that for sort the. Of, the last few months and that's been like a pr- pretty incredible project that she's put together in terms of her art i think she's had an amazing story over the last year um we also in inflict finance i think i think there'll be increasingly over uh, there'll be announcements about the fact that dgens and Flipped finance are, are going to look very very similar i think going forward um and i think we've got some fun fun uh <laughs> some fun products i guess we're going to bring out on on the back of that as well so um, those are the four main projects we're working on, um, but yeah, I I don't really know in terms of alpha. Like, I, I guess I guess uh, the only thing you can really own from from, from our side is a is a rat guy, which is going to give you access to community and Dijon's access pass, which is more services. Like, you get fundamental research on projects each week. You're going to get um, like these products we just spoke about with FlipStop Finance. But th- those are my two two main main pieces. But hopefully, you just listen to the show that we do every single day and you enjoy what we um we enjoy the conversation and we won't really want to build that show to even be even bigger so that can be the main way i think you can uh, you can look out for us
0: i also that it's not only me and Hannah who uh, who are enjoying your show your uh, the journey on a daily basis but it's uh, all the listeners who join us today so manda i should say that it has been extremely energized extremely Amazing episodes and uh, absolutely appreciate you joining me and Hannah here today. Uh, you're a hell of a guest. Uh, we really hope that you're going to come back to us early next year to reflect on uh, what we're discussing here today. I just want to wish you to enjoy uh, what you're doing uh, in your traditional life, in your personal life, in your Web3 life. Don't be overborne and uh, keep on crushing it, man. You're doing it just amazing. Thanks so much.
3: I really, really enjoyed today. Uh, Thanks. Thanks you both for inviting me on.
1: Thanks, Sanders. See you soon. Keep crushing it. Bye, everyone. I almost got 10 Thank you, everyone. See you
0: in (laughs) the (laughs) metaverse.
1: See you soon.